0: To quote Mencius, the great man is one who never loses his child's heart. To quote Ken Mossman, founder of Serious Coaching and Leadership, I'll help you wake up your mojo. And that he does by helping his high achieving male clientele who thought that doing everything right, right school, right job, right family, would somehow lead to fulfillment, happiness, and success. Yet, these rosy outcomes never quite materialize as promise, leaving them without a roadmap as to how to regain their footing, reimagine their promises, and recapture their mojo. You're listening to Extraordinary Work, Conversations About Creating Change, I'm Terry Yaffe, founder of Try Coaching. Throughout my career, I've worked in many industries, from fashion to advertising to sales. I'm a certified executive, career and business coach, and a TV and podcast host. These podcasts will connect you with people who work passionately, striving to make a difference. I hope these authentic and inspiring conversations will help you channel your ability to create change in your corner of the world.
1: Welcome, Ken Mossman. How are you today? Thanks. Thanks for having me, Terry. I am well and and really delighted to be speaking with you. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your
0: coming to the conversation today. So, Ken, tell us a bit about how you got to where you are.
1: But I really made my way to coaching through an endless fascination with inner, inner growth, personal development, human potential, all of that. And you know, even as an art student and a teaching assistant, et cetera, I always was more interested in developing the people that I was in contact with. And that included not only as as an art student, but as a ski instructor who came up during the days of the inner game, if you remember that inner game of tennis, inner game of skiing, et cetera which was really focused on developing not only a person's sports skills, but also really developing the person. So that was stuff that I was always, always fascinated with. I was introduced to Est went through a number of their programs, and then I really found my way to coaching what is now known as the Coactive Training Institute, formerly the Coaches Training Institute, through a client of mine, pointed right at my heart after a very brief conversation about this thing called coaching that I knew nothing about. And she just said, You would be awesome, and it struck me like a bolt of lightning.
0: Yeah, and you know that's how we met. I did CTI, I did EST, and I mean I have a similar story. I which you know our paths are similar, Uh Um, and I knew nothing about coaching. I was in the business world of advertising, and here we are. And what I love is how did you get to the path of working with men? You specialize. If I'm using the right word, in working with men and helping them find their quote unquote mojo, how did that path evolve for you?
1: My son was born when I was 40 years old. So I was uh I was a late blooming father, you know. I I having grown up in the Shadow of the women's movement, the shadow of Vietnam. I, I talk about this a lot. Lots of confusion about, oh, okay, you know, what's my role as a man? What are my duties? What are, what's my role as a father? You know, coming into fatherhood a little bit later, I kept coming back to people who were an awful lot like me. You know, at that point, I, I specialize in working with late blooming dads, you know, men who had their first child in their very late 30s, early 40s, or later, or men who were starting second families. And really, you know, want to lead their lives in a way so, so not a moment is missed. And as my son grew, and of course I grew with him, I started to notice it's not just about fatherhood. It really, for me, a, a lot of those questions were still, you know, the questions about what is my role in the world as a man and what are the scripts and the Pathways that have been laid out for men, and I started to notice that they were quite to say the least that they were restrictive. you know if you look at what is the the man code, or as the term was coined the man box this man box thing, you know, be stoic, uh have all the answers, don't ask questions, don't bring your curiosity you know this this very limiting set of rules be emotionally accessible, but don't have too much emotional expression. Lots of messages that, that first of all, conflicting, as Raj Sisodia has said, author of, uh, among other books, Shakti Leadership, which is about marrying the masculine and feminine. But the way he described it, you know, in terms of women and leadership, you know, they have just sprinted ahead in so many ways in terms of Using all of them themselves, and one of the things that we talked about in the interview that he and I did was the way men were lagging behind. And I was seeing all of this years ago, and it really brought me to this focus on on men. You know, particularly men who have done it all right. You know, they 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 followed the script to a T. They went to the right schools. They're they are in the right partnerships business and personal, you know, maybe the 2.3 children, good looking house, good looking dog, good looking car, all of the material boxes checked and they're still not satisfied. You know, they really, they lost their mojo. They're, they're unfulfilled. Now this isn't true across the board, of course. On the other hand, it is true for an awful lot of men. And the more I, you know, the more I looked out into the culture, the more I saw that. When, when you work with your clients and they're from
0: every walk of life, what do you think makes them want to come to you and open up and say, I'm just not happy? Meaning I don't get it. Hat in hand, almost thinking, well, what could be wrong with me? Look at my life. Look at what I've got everything. And yet I'm missing something. That takes a lot more for a male than a female, I think. I could be wrong to come to someone and want help to help them navigate.
1: I think one of the things that one of the things that has the men come to me, whether it's for coaching or it's for my men's program is, you know, they've reached that same point that I did. And this goes back years this is years before, before I found my way to coaching. And that is what sounds like a simple recognition, not an easy recognition, but a simple recognition. What I'm doing isn't working. It's not giving me what I wanted. I might, for instance, it's become somewhat of a cliche and cliches become cliches because there's truth to them. You know, I'm doing a beautiful job of providing for my family. You know, they're having a great time. I'm not, you know. And it may be because they've gotten to a point where even though the work that they are doing is paying the bills, even handsomely paying the bills, we spend so much time at work, of course, that that if there's a, a disconnect between, well, what's important to me? What are my values? You know, we talk about values a lot. You know, what are what are my values? And I'm noticing or even I'm not noticing, but my sense is that there's a disconnect between my values and the work that I'm doing. There's a disconnect between what's important to me and what's important to the organization that I'm working for. There's a break between myself and how I want to be treated and how I want the people around me to be treated and the way I'm being treated by an organization or, or someone I report to, a supervisor, uh, you know, so, uh, someone higher up in the organization or the organizational culture as a whole, if someone is open and paying attention, you know, that's often the the thing that has them say, oh, wow, I'm kind of burned out on doing it my, on my own. You know, I'm not finding my way here. And I think it's time to to reach out and get some help.
0: No yeah, it does it's it's just interesting. so how do you help them wake up their mojo the podcast is extraordinary work conversations about creating change how do you work with them to help them create the change they want to wake up their mojo? you
1: know everything starts with awareness and of course the process is different for every client on the one hand, on the other hand, we always start with, Here's what I want to get out of this. Here's here's why I'm finally getting to this point where I'm investing in myself. There's something I want to change. I may not even know what it is, by the way. Often uh, what gets people through the door is things like, well, you know, I'm having a tough relationship at work or I'm not satisfied with my." some of the things we talked about before. Well, oftentimes thinking, oh, we're going to strategize, we're going to dig down into the tactics of moving from point A to point B. And while that is certainly a piece of it, the greater piece of it is developing awareness about oneself, developing awareness about the patterns that, you know, have resulted in coming back to this place of unfulfillment or unsatisfaction time and time again, that to look at, oh, okay, you know, even though I'm making this up, I I haven't actually had this client, but it, so it's a little, it's a, it's a dramatization. So even though I'm on, I'm on my fourth marriage and I keep getting a new red sports car with a younger woman, it's not doing it. You know, I keep, the pattern keeps repeating itself over and over and over again. So that awareness pieces begin to, let's begin to dismantle those patterns. Let's begin to really look at, you know, what is your role in recreating those patterns? What are the stories that you've bought? the scripts that you've picked up and followed that were not yours and let's start writing your own script let's start telling the story again it's a cliche and it's a really useful one let's start going about telling the story of your life that you want to be telling rather than someone else's story
0: i love that writing your own script it seems so simple however it's not really I mean, even though you work with men, all of this can be applied to women also. You know, back in the day, women had a script, right? Mm -hmm. You got married, you had children, you were a teacher, um, you stayed home, you were the homemaker, and things evolved and changed. And today, you know, that old adage, a woman's place is in the home is out the window because women have taken on yet another Formation as men. So even though you work with men, I wanted to be clear that this can also apply to women. We're not excluding women here. You know, they have their own scripts and their own rewrites and mindsets.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I'm glad that you brought that in, Terry, because if you look at, I believe this is beginning to change. I think that what I'm seeing out in the world, particularly in the world of empowered women's leadership, you know, women have gotten to the point where they're realizing, oh, wait a second, there's a reason that men have been burning out, flaming out for generations now. And if we come into the workforce Imitating what the men have done, you know, we're just going to flame out as well. I am hopeful based on what I'm seeing in the in the realm of a lot of the the leadership work that's being done with and for and by women, and and I think we can take. As men, we, yeah, there's a lot there that we can we can take our cues from and, and begin to really shift. And it's funny because all this ties back, I think ties back in a beautiful way. Well, I mentioned Raj Sisodia, another one of his books was Conscious Capitalism. There's so much work that he's done in this arena in terms of marrying the masculine and feminine and the, the importance of the need for both of these energies, not necessarily gendered by the way, but there's a need to have both of these energies and to recognize the way both of these energies live in. In us so we can express that through our work and through the way we engage with one another etc there's a, there's a lot to it
0: I wish we could go on and on and on here I do it goes so quickly I love this topic and the conversation what's one thing that you can impart to our listeners about whether it's a male or female finding your energy, finding your mojo, finding what makes you happy and not what others expect you to be happy about?
1: Yeah, it's a a really important question. One of the places that I would point someone is to develop a conscious relationship or redevelop a conscious relationship with your own inner child, that part of you that knew how to play that knew how to have a good time, that knew how to dream. And while that might sound a little, a little fluffy on the one hand, on the other hand, there's a way in which I would assert many of our powerful, you know, really powerful dreams and imaginings for our future are actually born in those younger formative years. You know, that doesn't mean that you're going to do exactly what you imagined doing as a child, but to begin to bring back some of that energy and that playfulness and that drive to learn and discover. So, you know, that's one small and yet really impactful place that I would point someone who's, you know, just beginning their own journey of awareness and self-discovery. I love
0: that, that we can end self-discovery and self-awareness and tapping into that child within us that a lot of times we've kind of smushed down and really tapping into it and allowing it to come out and play and redirect and shift perspectives and mindsets. So on that note, Ken, I thank you so much, really do. Keep doing what you're doing. I love this topic. And just to end with, it's for both men and women. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining the conversation. For related content on extraordinary work, visit my website, trycoaching.com. I'll be back in two weeks with another conversation. If you enjoyed this podcast Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to subscribe to future podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Always remember when you work with passion and purpose, your work can become extraordinary. Pull up a chair and grab your coffee. You won't want to miss my next conversation with Abby Auerbach, Executive Vice President and chief communications officer at TVB, a trade association representing the local broadcast television industry. Early in her career, Abby learned how to navigate the mostly male business landscape to get where she is today, proving that women can become strong advocates for themselves and make a difference. And in 2020, she founded TVB's Next Women program that identifies, prepares, and advocates for women in the local broadcast television industry aspiring to leadership roles.